Hey, I'm Susanna Lanier, actor and acting coach for over 25 years. I'm Jess Greenberg, casting director for over 10 years. We're here to help you navigate this crazy, creative, and sometimes chaotic journey into the film and television world. We share our insights as to what works. And invite some pretty spectacular guests to share more ideas to move you on your journey. So without further ado, let's get into the show. Today, we have the pleasure of speaking with Tanya Gempatrone. She has been a senior talent agent at Reisler Talent for over 20 years. Welcome, Tanya. Thank Hello. you for having me. <laughs> Thank I'm you happy so much. to be here. Yeah, I'm excited. So I guess we, well, how we always like to start is just how did you get your start in this industry? Because there's no program or diplomas for talent agents. So how did you get into this? Uh, how did you start? It's a little, it's a little bit crazy. So I want <laughs> the shorter, the long version, I think I'll just <laughs> tell you, and then you guys can like go, Hey, you know, uh, yeah. this is a lot, but I think everything led me to this. I think I was meant to be an agent. I think I had all the clues mm-hmm. as I, did my studies and worked on sets and kind of touched a lot of stuff from a very young age. I mean, in school anyways, I always knew I wanted to work in the business. Like I was four and I had my little radio tape player and I'd invite kids and interview them and I'd put up shows and I was in kindergarten and I tried to put up a play. No one showed up (laughs) for rehearsals. It was kind of like just always in me, right? Right. this creative side, I love to paint it. Everything was arts for me. Always, always, always. Everything was artistic, but I'm a very A-type personality. You know, when I was a kid, I didn't like to get dirty. I didn't want dirty children to touch me. (laughs) So I have this like strange um, combination of personality traits that kind of seem obvious, you know, that I would probably, you know, be in something organizational or organizing people or being with people and that kind of thing but in the artistic field right so I always knew I was going to study that and I went into literature and communications and CJAP at Bréboeuf and that was a fun time because I think you get to touch a lot of stuff in 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 CJAP right you're not like specialized yet so I did radio I did photography I did you know, literature and film where we'd read the book and then watch the movie. We'd study actors. We we made movies. We did radio. We did everything. We touched everything. And we were mentored as well by professionals. So, you know, a professional came in and told us all the jobs they had done. And our teachers would say, don't, don't tie yourself down. Don't already decide what you're going to do because when you work in this field you're going to do a lot of things and you need to be open-minded about that so very young I think you know you're 16 17 you kind of go okay I've got to be open-minded about this I've you know I don't know where I'm going to end up and that's okay so I think the mentorship I worked with a very known DOP and I worked with a producer and so I was mentored by these people at that age which is like a great program (laughs) But that was a lot of fun because (laughs) (laughs) I think what's fun about it is because I did the academic side as well. I think there they were more trying to open our minds to what we could do and what we could become. And a lot of people also, I was exposed to people whose brother was shooting a movie or video clip because he was a producer. So I'd be invited on set and I'd, you know, work the smoke machine and I'd, I'd do whatever. I tried a bunch of stuff. And then I also 
kind of somehow stumbled upon an agent, a music agent, and worked for him a little bit, mm. um, unpaid, but whatever. <laughs> like went on <laughs> tour with Charles Damon, like to Ottawa, and did a bunch of crazy things. So I kind of saw what the agent was doing. I was always dropping by his office. I don't know. I think he probably thought I was harassing him. Because <laughs> I wanted to connect with the industry. I wanted to meet people. I was so ambitious, really young. And then I went into script writing at UCAM. Um, did that for a year. So that was like a one-year program. Then it went to film school at Concordia, did a bachelor's and a master's. So my backup plan was to teach if I wouldn't work in the industry. Right. And so that was more the academic side, right? Of like really crazy analysis going into depth on, you know, looking at the whole work of Marlon Brando and watching all his movies and analyzing his acting and analyzing film structure. And, you know, so all that is also an education for an agent because you really kind of understand the language Mm-hmm. um of film of script of acting of all these things um and then when I was graduating I saw an ad in the gazette where they were looking for an agent's assistant uh-huh. and I basically harassed Molly until she hired me. <laughs> that was it. so yeah so that's it's like a wow. very crazy path but I think I knew what an agent was and when I saw the ad I said this job is mine I knew it in my soul, I knew that was where I was meant to be. And when they didn't get back to me, I was like, this is impossible. This job is mine. I'm right. going to get this. And I just kept sending my resume in English and in French. I called. <laughs> so they said, okay, let's see this girl. Apparently they thought I was overqualified. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but I didn't. They didn't care. <laughs> yeah. I guess being an agent, you know, there's, you have, an eye to spot talent, um, and your intuition, but also knowing the technical side of it and having studied it, I think also really lends itself well to spot that talent and also coach them on what they should do to hone their craft and really foster them. So it is a cool mix and background. Oh, I do think it's a cool mix. And I also think it just, you, you'll connect, you know, you connect more uh, to the performer and you have, like you said, both sides, which is amazing. The artistic side, but also the organizational side, which you also need. And so you have, you have both, which I think is great. Uh, It's similar in casting and that like with agents too, it's, we're both using both sides of our brain. You know, there's the creative side where we're, you know, for on casting, we're reading scripts and brainstorming and writing breakdowns and things like that. And then the other half is the business side of negotiating and contracts and all that. And that's always what I loved about this job is like getting to do both. And so I don't know if it's, that's the same for you is like having that balance of the creative and, you know, and and the business side as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that there's, there's something, you know, we all have different mixtures of personal traits and you kind of have to find where you fit. Like even with casting, right? When I was in film school, a friend of mine was at UCAM and I was at Concordia and everyone's shooting their movies, right? And it's expensive because we're shooting in 16 millimeter and everything. And so 
people would shoot their movies. The acting was terrible. Like, the <laughs> acting was terrible because everyone hired their uncle or their brother. Yeah. You know, like you go. And we said, this cannot keep happening. We're watching beautiful <laughs> movies, right? Shot gorgeous and like the moving camera and everything. And then, you know, yeah, the acting. And, then, yeah. and so we said, we're going to do a casting. We're going to go out there. And so what we did, we were students and we held a casting session. We didn't know what we were doing, honestly. And we get, we just like did a binder of all these actors in Montreal who were willing to do student films. And I had the binder at Concordia and she had one at UCAM. And we were like helping people cast their movies. That's right. Fantastic. So that, again, it's like, it's like this crazy thing that keep kept pushing me in that direction I feel like I was that person who wanted to organize stuff who wanted to find professional actors who wanted to connect people it was there the whole time right yeah. so I think the job just felt natural for me yeah yeah that's so cool very and cool so in the industry we've like we see trends we see changes you know obviously the biggest one was the pandemic and change to self-tape and all this stuff but I mean, there's been others. So like what for you has been like the biggest changes and and what's been the same? Like what has remained constant in this? So Susanna, you can confirm this, but okay. <laughs> when I started, yeah. right, sides would come in by fax and yes. courier. Yeah. Demos were on VHS, yes. right? So the way we worked was completely <laughs> different completely yeah. different. I think there was positives to it because we had more time because people would say, send me demos. And then I'd have to put a bunch of VHSs in like, you know, in an envelope and ship them off or tapes like little tapes or, or CDs of people's yeah. audio demos and ship those off. And, um, you know, we take people's headshots, print up their resumes and send that off. So submissions were done in a very strange way. We had a much smaller roster and I remember we would have to refuse work all the time because we just couldn't make it work. Right. There was just so much work when I started. Yeah. Um, I don't want to depress people, but I remember, <laughs> I remember like, I know. this is supposed to be uplifting, Tanya. We're on a downward would... spiral. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, people who come out of, of theater school, they were 18 and they'd book a television series and make six figures. It was, wow, it's it was crazy, crazy right? Yeah, yeah. There was all this stuff from YTV at the time. There was, it, it was good days. I mean, honestly, we were all young. Like a lot of my clients, you know, they've been with us. I've known them for 22 years. So when we first met, we were all single. We were all, yeah. all drinking together. You know, yeah. now we all have kids and we're all married. And we're all like, you know, <laughs> old Boring, represent know. their kids too. <laughs> I represent their kids. Yeah, yeah. but um, yeah, you know, those were those were different days. And I think we have to adapt. I think that's the thing, right? Actors need to adapt. Agents need to adapt. I think that's part of of being successful. Yeah, to see where the market's going. And to try to figure out how you can work in those markets that are evolving gaming, for instance, right? All those people were in the voice market had to reinvent themselves and figure yeah. out how they could work in that market. So, yeah. uh, because a lot of things happen, right? CNR went down, Cinegroup went down. There was a bunch of companies. There was a bunch of casting people who just call and offer roles that suddenly disappeared from the face of the earth. And all that work we had disappeared. So then we had to figure out, okay, how are we going to make this work? Where, where can we mm -hmm. 
find more work? How can we reinvent our clients? What can we do? And it comes down to the basics, right? You need to work on your material, have good headshots, update your resume, training, 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 right? All those things. Theater openings are always my favorite thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have one tonight, actually. So, oh, good. Yeah. Because, yeah, with the I pandemic, it kind of went. But, yeah, th- those are places where also where people connect. And I think people need to network. Yeah. If your agent, if you know that some, and you, you know, you have to kind of think about it, but if you know that there's an opening you want to go to, most probably your agent has tickets. Maybe you can be their date. Maybe you can go network there. Maybe you know someone who's in the show and they can get you tickets for the opening, right? Even if you have to pay or whatever. But, if you show up to openings, who's there? There's casting directors, there's agents, there's a lot of, you know, top tier actors because they get invited as well. So those are places to network. You know, the actor awards show up, even if you're not nominated, doesn't matter. Go encourage other people. You need to make connections because I have connections as an agent. Yes, but you need to make your own and together we network and Mm -hmm. we create something right because it's all about relationships it's all about my relationship casting my relationship with my clients all those things need to be developed in order for an actor I so love that you said that Tanya because before we started I said oh I want to ask her about networking because I'm because I've been teaching now myself for 18 years I am telling the students like it is fantastic to work on your craft and yes please keep coming to my class but, and class is a great place to network too. Networking is so much part of it. What are your suggestions for actors new starting out? Like how to, one, I have a question, how should they network with their agent? Like how to build that relationship? Because I told them that is important. You can't maybe call them every week, but (laughs) because they're busy, but there's a way. I don't mind. I really don't mind. There you go. So Gordon Masson is deceased. Yes. My sweetheart. Um, he would call me every day. He called oh, me every day for well, 20 say- years. Every day for 20 years. <laughs> I'd say that's a bit much, he's, but he's but- the only actor who did that. But yeah. Gordon was Gordon. That was him. That's what he needed. But also I knew everything. I knew what he was gonna wear for the hardware commercial. <laughs> I knew about him I knew every doctor's appointment I knew everything I didn't have to check his schedule I knew everything I knew how the audition went I know when a celebrity was a jerk to him I almost (laughs) said a bad word (laughs) like I knew and I knew it affected him and I calmed him down and I said you know your worth I knew that Gordon always showed up I knew that he's never ever I've never been like Angie would call me and say she I remember when she apparently left like the audition room she told everyone in the room you guys need to be like this guy right here wow he's always prepared he if he goes in for a film a two-liner he will watch that director's movies before he goes in just for the first round that's who he was right so I think it's I don't even know what the question was. Well, how would <laughs> you like relationship? Yeah. The relationship is going to be different with everyone. If you what, think about what you need and what your questions are, you can call me. I'm always there. Look, every agent's different. I'm very open. I like to talk. Can you tell? But, uh, <laughs> okay. but I'm okay with people calling me if they have questions. I would rather that than you not tell me something. Yeah. Right. I would rather that than you have questions and not ask me. I would rather you say, hey, my, or even text me or whatever and say, I did the audition. It went super well. I got great feedback, whatever. Hey, I just had somebody who is starting out in voice. They said, can you listen to this and give me notes? 
I know I have till Wednesday uh, next week or whatever. I'd rather you listen to it now. So I listened to it. I gave them notes. They're going to re-record. That's mm-hmm. what I want. I want yeah. you to tell me what's going on. I want you to tell me that you're insecure about this part of the industry, or you're confident about that, or you'd rather start with this, or you don't want to do theater right now, or you'd rather, you know, everyone has their, I can't guess. I cannot guess. I need the communication. I would rather you over communicate. Yeah. Don't call me to, to just say, Hey, lunch or whatever. (laughs) Hey, yeah. Hey. Some people do, but I allow the seniors to do that. If you're over 80, you can ask me anything. Okay. Which is awesome. (laughs) That's okay. But yeah, but I think you just, in order to build a relationship, you need to be open. You need to be honest. You need to ask questions. I need to know where you're coming from. I re- I really want to know what what you want to do because people sometimes would say, well, it's been two years that I want to be working the French market and I'm finding <laughs> about this now. Yeah. Why didn't you say anything to me? I could have had you work the French market. You're an Anglophone. That's fine. But I don't know your comfort level in French. If you never spoke to me in French, I don't know that you've been working on it. I don't know that, you know, you're, you've been working on this and that or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you need to kind of come to me. I have even a client who's trained, had kids, did voice most of her life, said, now that my kids are grown, I'm taking classes. I want to do film and TV again. Great. I'm excited. Right. Let's do it. Yeah. So we kind of take baby steps and that kind of thing. So you have to just be honest, be open. Yeah. And so I remember Simon had said, Simon Peacock said that he liked, appreciated, you know, if people have take the video game workshop to, you know, get, cause we'd say, well, how could they get in touch? He's like, I like when they get in touch, but I like when they have something. So just to send an email, like, just to let you know, I'm still available, you know, but to say I updated my voice demo, I just wanted to let you know, or, you know, send the updated voice demo or saying like, I just booked So this and this, and it was great. And I just wanted to let you know, I'm, you know, working on this right now. And here's a a sample. So kind of get in touch every couple of months, maybe for the voice directors, not every week, but (laughs) say I'm working on this. That's what I tell the students to, to show that you're working on it. Not just to say, I'm still around. Don't forget me to have something because people, I think, appreciate that you are trying to up your level and you're doing the work you're taking care of your side of the street and now you need a little help and what I told them is people want to help if they see you're working at it they don't want to help if they see you're like why is nobody hiring me but you're not actually doing anything so um and I I suggested with agents and I didn't know that you know some agents like Tanya is open to (laughs) receiving phone calls I said like you know on a regular basis but I said you know to get in touch with your agent if you hadn't heard from them for two or three weeks and just to say like hey I've been you know taking classes or I'm working on the show and I just wanted to know what was happening right now like I said it's okay to check in every couple of weeks it's not I didn't say every day and you know (laughs) but I said every couple of weeks and I said I think it's a good thing because if not, you can get, I don't want to say forgotten. That's not, it's not that they mean to, but let's face it. it you want to see, be in people's minds. And so you've got to put yourself out there. 
I yeah, think. for sure. And I think if somebody's working on something, they're saying, hey, I'm working on a short film or I'm doing a class with with so-and-so or I'm workshopping or this is exciting. I wanted you to know that's yes. It shows me that there's that they're trying to progress. That they're working on their craft. Um, and I, I like again, I think everything's a partnership. Like call me and say, hey, do you think I should take this workshop? Should I do this? Yeah. Right? A lot of people ask me, I would rather you also call me, please talk to your agent before you get headshots done. That's the okay. biggest, biggest boo-boo. We, I have looked at a lot of headshots in my life, right? Mm-hmm. And that's my tool. It's my tool. It's not your tool. Like, yeah, people are looking at it, but I use your pictures to submit you for roles. So every time I see a role, I'm attaching a picture every time, every time, every time. And if it's a picture that I don't think is working, but you're really sure. And so it's a discussion, right? Of maybe you like this picture and I like this, but let's talk first before you even go in and say, what are you going to wear? What are the colors for you? Think about the roles that you book and dress accordingly. Mm -hmm. If you are want to play young professionals and then you're going to play a tough guy and then you're going to play, then find the outfits that work, get the attitude behind it because it's not a portrait. Headshots yeah. are not portraits. Forget about looking cool. It's not about looking cool. It's not about if I can't see your face. I recently saw a bunch of headshots, and a lot of them, the, the actor's face was had a lot of shadow on it. So, if if it's this big, right? It's tiny on the casting <laughs> director's screen and on my yeah. screen. They can't figure out if you're going to be able to play, you know, the role of the cop or the lawyer or whatever. We, or the romantic sidekick or whatever. Yeah. You you need to be able to see the picture and say that that person would really fit in that role. So yeah. you have to start thinking when you're doing headshots, think about the, the the job. What is this picture supposed to do for you, right? Don't wear stripes. Talk about colors. Talk about photographers that you're thinking of using let's go to their website let's look at it I think you have to have this this conversation especially younger actors right yeah old again Tyrone I don't need to explain to him what to do he has his photographer his shots are always great I don't really kind of have to hold his hand but younger performers often will say I'm gonna use my friend he's so good blah 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 it's great but show him what you want go to websites tell him these are the types of pictures I want Look at uh, actors who are successful and look at their headshots, mm-hmm. right? And does it reflect who they are as an actor? What do you want those pictures to reflect? That's a tool. When you have no resume, the only other thing you have is your headshot and your demo. So those things have to be really solid. You can't yeah. fool around with that. Yeah. So I think all those discussions about how to edit your demo, all, all those things, your voice demo, you're going to get a voice demo where are you going? Who's going to do it? What kind of commercials? What is the placement? Which track do you put at the front? Which track do you put at the back? Because I've been on the phone with producers and they will listen to the first 10 seconds of your voice demo. They don't listen to the rest. Right. Those first 10 seconds have to represent you, your natural voice. And then you go into the notes if they actually decide to listen further. But these are things that we know as agents and that Performers don't always know, particularly when they're green, because we're on the phone with the producer. We're on the phone with casting. We know what they like. We know what books. So you have to have those discussions. And I think sometimes it's difficult to take 
criticism or here's someone's opinion that might not be what you were expecting, but you have to be open to it and you have to trust that your agent has a lot of experience, right? Yeah. Like between Molly and I, there's 60 plus years of experience. We've seen a lot of things. We know what we're saying. And but you there also has have a balance. successful roster. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like you have great actors and talent that have a lot of work experience that says something too. So I also wanted to know, how did you, how do you feel? Because students have asked me if they uh, look at casting workbook or if they have a friend going in for an audition, they're helping them with the self tape. And then they're like, how come I wasn't submitted for that? If they call you and ask you, I saw this on, on casting workbook or my roommate is auditioning for this. <laughs> would I be able to be submitted for it also? How do you feel about that? Oh, it's, you should. Oh, good. Should. Oh, good. Yeah. yeah. Good. That's good. Cause some, a lot of them so feel really bad. I don't want to tell them how to do their job. And I don't want, you know, they feel super shy about, and I was like, look, I don't, I don't know. I said, I think it depends on your relationship with your agent. So, and find out like, those are questions to ask Would your agent mind. And if they're like, yeah, listen, if you want to be submitted for something, let's talk about it. Yeah. Right. Because sometimes it could be something silly like oh they need to play the ukulele and you never told me you played the ukulele it's not on your resume so I go I look on everyone's resume at the bottom because that's how we do it there's no ukulele I don't know and I'm not going to call every actor on my roster and ask them hey do you play the ukulele right. I'm kind of going to go on what I know so you say hey you know I should why am I and I say okay fine it could be a miss it could be that I did submit you and casting did not request yeah. to see you and then I you know I can say let me call and see why and yeah. the casting director may say, oh, no, no, uh, they've kind of shifted and they're going in a different direction. So all those conversations need to happen. And I think they need to happen quickly because you can build this stuff up. An actor can build questions up in their head and go, I don't think they're submitting me. And, you know, you don't want to let something small grow in your head. Yeah. Talk about it. A relationship between an actor and an agent is like any other relationship. I think people have to understand how personal it is. It's a long-term relationship. So it's like your relationship with your partner or with your family or whatever, or your best friend. If you're not honest, if you're not communicating, if you're not bringing up the small things and you're kind of keeping stuff bottled up and you're questioning them and then you start doubting, that's just, it's going to go nowhere, right? You right. need to yeah. it like other relationships, a healthy relationship between agent and client will always have to be there has to be respect honesty and trust those are like basic basic things that you need to have yeah that's great that is I great do advice. yeah I do have one more question on the networking and how would you recommend you did also start telling about the openings and stuff how can they build relationships now we know how you like to operate with their agent but with other people like like you said, maybe theater openings and mixers and stuff like that. Like how should they think? Cause they have to understand how important building those relationships are. So do you have any suggestions for them to build relationships? I do notice that people who network generally stay in contact. First of all, you stay in contact with the other students, you know, cause they're all kind of going to be in the field and yeah, you know, take classes because if you're doing classes you're going to be in contact just kind of try to stay in the industry as much as possible because those people who kind of branch off do their own thing don't want to go to open it just it, 
generally doesn't really help, right? So you right. have to kind of stay in contact with other actors and yeah, go to openings. And like you said, if you know someone who's a voice director, I'm not harass them, but let them know. Say, hey, I heard that you're directing. I'm open. You know, I'd really like to, can I sit in? Everything you said that you did, that's what I tell my actors to do. Who right. Are already I say audit because you're not asking like, can you cast me in your next project? Because that feels little intense but to say like to, to I think people appreciate like and I really am in that level I want to learn this is really new for me and I enjoy it if there's any opportunity for me to learn I would love that and that and I think people appreciate oh this person re is really wants to learn you know people want to help in general I find people want to help so I, I think that's for me I mean I, you know everybody has their different Everybody has a different way. What I also say is find your way. Like you can be a shy person, but still figure out some way of making connections that feel right for you. I have my like class clown types who will walk into a mixer, <laughs> go, who's the direct, you know, they'll go up to Dini Alcon go, ah, you know, you forgot to cast me, you know, laugh, yeah. laugh because they're so confident about it and they're so good at it. Right. But I'm not like that. Like I would never do that, you know, but some people are yes. and they're good at it. So I think you've got to figure out where your comfort level is and then yeah. push a little further. Yeah. You have to figure out where, you know, how you, how you can network. So I even yeah. have a client who's a voice who just pretty much does mostly voice. And what she does is every year she sends out kind of little presents yeah. to uh, producers that have hired her and it could just be like a postcard saying you know thank you for hiring me on whatever on you know uh, this insurance commercial I had so much fun working with you whatever whatever she sent like people packages in the summer she sent them chocolates before she used to like have her demo attached but people so you can send a link you know send a link wishing people happy holidays we've done it where we did an agency voice demo so I kind of pulled all these videos of all my different clients and we sent out at the beginning of the year like hey we can't wait to work with all of you here's like a an agency voice demo with all my clients kind of mixed in so you can see so to remind producers when they come back into the new year that I have all these people on my roster so yeah. you know we all network in our own different ways it could it could be like I said a postcard an email it could be showing up to an opening it could be taking a class and if you're going to take a class, I always say, take a class with someone who can actually help you, you know, like right. someone who has, like, there might be a class that you find interesting, or you can take classes with different people and they're all very good. But if, if you have the choice between a voice director who's teaching it and someone who is not a director and one of them can hire you and one of them can't. I'm sorry to say, <laughs> I would oh, go no. with the voice director, yeah, right? No, I said the same yeah. thing. No. I said the exact same thing. And, oh, and I, I'm look, sorry. I'm not a director. I'm not going to hire anybody. But I said, I said, like, look out for workshops, especially if you're doing weekend workshops and stuff like regular training is regular training, but weekend workshops, if they're a casting director or a voice director or somebody who you may get hired because I took a, um, workshop back in the day with Deborah Toffin at Sinar and I got hired. That was, you know, I was like 22, just graduated <laughs> and I got a gig from that, you know, and I just took one here with Richard Dumont, who was amazing. And I got a gig from that. So like, it really does make a difference and, and it's great. It's just, and it's so much fun. So yes, look, look out for, um, 
people who are like directors and, and casting people. So that can help you. Um, also though, I would like to say in my class in our last episode, we had teens, 14 and 16, Katie and Erica, who have now moved to Toronto and they're a writing duo and they've written 11 scripts now <laughs> sold 11 scripts together. And they met in my class when they were <laughs> babies so well it's 14 and 16 in the teen class which I don't teach a teen class anymore so like you said stay in touch with the people around you and and build these relationships because the people you're meeting in theater school are the ones who are going to be pursuing this and they'll they'll be doing all sorts of things what is your or like Reisler's mo is it really that is it just talent or is there like how would you say you build out your roster it's a combination of things, right? So I think, yeah. yeah, there's some actors that there's just, I would make room for them no matter what. I mean, could you imagine not making room for Tristan? Come on, that's craziness, right? <laughs> like he was as talented at 19 as he is today. But today it's different, right? Because we don't always get to see people on stage necessarily. Right. Um, right. But I think, yeah, there's the paper stuff that we're kind of looking for training. We're, you're looking for tools that I can promote you with. Yeah. So right. if I see that someone's ready to work, right? So great photos, good look, resume, good demo material. And then if they don't have things, but I see something in them, or I think, oh yeah, they could work all these markets or the, it could be whatever. I see that they do martial arts. I'm like, okay, they could probably do, you know, motion capture and they have uh, stage combat and they are bilingual. And so you're starting to think of all the markets they can work in. They're not competitive with anyone on your roster because you don't want like one day I remember a guy walked in and he was literally Simon Peacock's clone and he was Australian. Right. It was weird. Right. But so <laughs> like, why would I take him? I already have Simon Peacock. I don't need two of them, right? Right. So as long as they're not like in direct conflict with a client and then I will put them through a series of little tests to see if they can pass them, right? So I'll say, send me two contrasting scenes you know I want to see what you can do it's up to you but maybe something comedic something tragic whatever and then I wait to see how long it takes them right if I ask right. you to do something and you get back to me four months later then no I'm not even going to consider you if you get back to me four days later and it's really solid that I'm like okay this person wants to work Mm-hmm. they can if I ask them to tape if they get a self-tape they're going to do it if they come up with excuses or even if I say okay well we can meet you this day this time if they're going to move everything around to meet me that's great because this should be their number one priority but I've already had a, a, um, a potential client say they wanted me to go to them to come right. to a cafe near their apartment two hours away from me because they didn't want to come and see me it was too far for them yeah are they going to work in this industry, right? So there's a series of tests that I have people pass to see really how committed they are. And of course, you know, if they know other people that I know and those people speak well of them, yeah, then that's helpful for sure, right? But see what, if an agent asks you for material, it's because they're interested. Right. Don't botch the opportunity by wasting time. You know, yeah. show me that you're committed. If yeah. someone says, hey, can you send me more, you know, headshots or whatever, or show me your session of your headshots, send it. Whatever they ask for, do it because they're showing that there's interest. Yeah. And don't waste that opportunity. You know, note to everyone, if you're looking for an agent, 
have demos ready, have a resume ready, like, or maybe not a professional demo yet, but have scenes that you can show and share to an agent and, and have that already before you even approach agents. I've compared, yeah, I guess acting, casting specifically, but now hearing more like the relationship between talent agents and, and actors, like it's so similar to dating and like the love life, like it's crazy. Invest in yourself and like live your best life. And then that's what you'll attract. And and it's the exact same thing. It's like agents want actors who want to work. They want actors that will invest in themselves and continue to like take workshops and classes and like help yourself and we'll help you (laughs) help me to help you. And like, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. And I guess that's just very important in life. <laughs> it is. And I think, yeah, it all comes about about relationships, right? A relationship between me and you, right? Yeah. As a casting director and as an agent is based on trust. If I tell you my client can do something and I'm lying, yeah, you will not trust me again when I right. say someone else can do something, right? If I'm honest with you, if I'm not, you know, like if you overpay me and I cash in the check, well, not you, but like an engager, I've, I had an engager who overpaid me by $1,400 last week. And I told him, I'm like, you sent me too much money. And I sent it back yeah. to him. Like, yeah. you know, we have to be honest with engagers and yeah. it's a new engager. And he was like, oh my God, I want to sit down with you. I want to have coffee with you. I want to talk about your roster because he sees that I'm, I'm honest. And that's, yeah. again, we have to be honest. There has to be honesty. There has to be respect. It's all those basic human things because it is a small industry and we all work together and you don't want to ruin your reputation by making a boo-boo or by you know making someone upset or not being truthful even in your capacities as an actor don't fake it till you make it like that whole thing (laughs) I don't make pretend that you can do something that you can't know what your value is train until you can get there but don't tell me oh yeah I can do an RP accent perfectly if you can't yeah, right, that's that, gonna that, make that. all of us look bad. Like, it is, yeah. Just let me know where your skills lie and be honest about that, right? Yeah, I think fake uh, it till you make it in terms of like knowing your value, walking into a room with confidence. If you don't yeah. feel confident, then you could, but don't fake it till you make it. I can do any accent. I can no, do don't, 18 don't backflips. Do I can yeah. play the ukulele. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> I'm confident. <laughs> you're like, you're terrible. I think if you're like, listen, I don't need to, cause this has happened already where so, so Tyrone Benskin, again, Tyrone is so amazing. This man, <laughs> this man, I think he had, probably has the biggest audition to booking ratio to any human ever. Yeah. But he had this audition and he had to play the saxophone. And we said to him, you need to play the saxophone. And he <laughs> said, I don't need to play the saxophone. I'm an actor. I can make pretend I'm playing a saxophone. <laughs> what is this? No, no. I'll go in and I'll tell them. I will tell them I'm going to concentrate on what I do. I'm going to concentrate on the acting. Forget it. The saxophone thing is like nonsense. So he went in and he got into the room. He did his audition. He told them all this. They called us from the audition room and booked him. They hadn't finished casting it yet. They didn't see anyone else. He was still in the audition room. They called and booked him because he knew his value. He knew that his skill was acting and that the saxophone was irrelevant. So those kind of things are important too, to kind of not not limit yourself because there's a small little thing, right? If you can figure a way out of it and you say, I'm going to save this booking by doing something else, by explaining to them my point of view. There's a lot of things that actors do. I remember David Gao, um, he's in Vancouver now, but he would 
see breakdowns and he'd be asked to go in for something he's like I want to be seen for this and I tell Andrea and she'd be like oh I don't know whatever and I'm like well, he really wants to get the sides okay fine and he'd get the role he wanted because he really felt that that was the role for him you have to be able to tell us the industry say I really want to read for this like you know I think yeah. I could do this I know it's a big role but let me just get me in the room and I'll I will do it right so confidence is is also really really important as well yeah yeah and to and to really don't jump on that like that can't be your go-to but it's it's you know when you do feel super strongly about a role then to take action on it but not to abuse that right you can't exaggerate either where you always want to go in for the lead and you don't want to read anything else but I think (laughs) if you know your capacity and you're like oh my god this role is me right um and you know there's a bunch of like famous actors who do that all the time so I think for us, we have to think as a business mm-hmm. where the money's coming from and be respectful of our clients who are saying, I want to focus on this. I would like to try that. I'm willing to do whatever work across the country and do theater. I want to do theater in Vancouver. Okay, we'll book you theater in Vancouver. You know, <laughs> this artistic director reached out. And I have to be respectful of their desire, even if I know that I'm shipping them to another city where they cannot be doing other things while they're doing right. that theater because right. at the end of the day it's it's their career and it's their happiness and that investment of what they're going to bring back and all the joy and all that work is going to bring more work so I think you have to be respectful of the desires of your client and adapt yeah. was something I was going to ask because you represent artists who like we talk a lot about diversifying especially in Montreal and and I mean probably throughout Canada I would say um but also your roster too is diverse like you represent writers and people who do really more specifically voice and even radio and not even TV um so I think it's just good to highlight and if you have anything to add to that that it it is about diversifying and I think it's it's diversifying but also being respectful of actors I think some at certain who sometimes people will say yeah you know I want to do more writing and can you represent me with this script and we're going oh okay you know that's okay let's try that you know let's do this let's do that let's work this market let's try that and by that kind of again necessity those different representations or those different industries we ended up working in all of them so I think it just kind of it happened organically I don't know that it was necessarily something that was decided you know when you see when you see a market growing you kind of try to um, get into it but yeah I think it happens over time very cool well that's like yeah a beautiful thing that it's part of the investment is like the actor's joy and uh you know what they bring back like that's that is beautiful like literally yeah yeah that is just as important as the paycheck at the end of the day is their you know the enjoyment in it I think I wanted to bring this up because this is something that I've been thinking a lot about is what makes an actor successful right because I think it, it it was in the list of questions and I've seen really good actors let their insecurities or their fears of not being cast get in the way of booking. I think mm-hmm. that's the 
biggest thing is like, you're so afraid of investing because if you invest your time and you invest your energy and you don't get booked, it would have been a waste of time. And I think that's a huge problem that people need to let go of. You need to give 150%. If you're not committed to the role, if you're not committed to acting, if you're not committed to your agent, if you're not committed every sense of the word to the process, you're not going to book. You need to give 120%. You can't just kind of go, well, I'll kind of learn the lines and I'll kind of do it and I'll and it, it'll yeah. be okay. And the audition's yeah. just okay. But you know what? There's like a bunch of other people who are going to do okay auditions. And then there's people who are going to do good auditions. And then there's people who's going to do great auditions. And one person's going to do a crazy phenomenal audition and they're going to book it, right? Yeah. And that's exciting. When I see all the tapes one after the other and I see it, okay tapes and then I see somebody who does a crazy good I'm fist pumping like that's it yes I'm screaming at the screen but I'm so excited because yeah. I know they did it they committed that's what I want to see if you book it or not it's irrelevant you did your job do your job like I do my job you do your job and it and it's like it's it doesn't sound great when I'm saying it but I think it's just like just give it you know like bring yeah. it do yeah. it, you know, it's, it's like, let go of all this other stuff and just give what you can. And if you're not sure, right, because sometimes, yeah, people are green. And so they think they're giving it, but they're maybe going too big. Or they're maybe, then ask for adjustments, tape a little bit ahead of time, ask for adjustments. If it's a big role, don't be afraid to go out and get a private coach to help you book that role. Even if you don't get it, the casting director will see it and go, oh my gosh, I didn't know they could do that. Yeah. Right? Some people have booked the roles of their lives mm -hmm. by getting private coaching with yeah. really good coaches. I've seen it happen. Mm -hmm. And I've told them like, you cannot go in and just do it. You need to have a second pair of eyes on this. And someone who really knows what they're doing, because this is big. This is huge. This is a life-changing role. Yeah. So those are the things that you have to think about, you know, all those things need to come together. You have to be willing to do all the work and every, I, you know, people talk about bookings. I always say every good audition brings a booking. It may not be the job you're auditioning for, but it will get you a booking because everyone's watching you. You're learning your craft. The casting director is impressed. All of that adds up and you will get a booking from it. It just might not be the one you're expecting. So yeah. Don't do it halfway. Do give 120% every time, right? Be consistent. Well, that is, that is in our charter. That is what we <laughs> fully believe. Um, totally. Exactly. It's, it comes down to your reputation. Do you want to be giving half-assed work? Like that just reflects on you, like for that role or for, for others down the line. Like, um, yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, so we are going to slowly start to wrap it up now, <laughs> but we want to know uh, what's next for Tanya. What, what are your goals? What's going on? Um, well, I think, um, you know, grow the, like diversify the roster. You were talking about diversity. I think I want to see more native actors I want to see more like you know ethnically diverse on my roster and it's not always they don't always fall you know within my reach I don't always get to see actors so I'm looking you know I want to have younger people on the roster so I want to grow that 
um, you know, work on myself too, because my <laughs> kids are growing. So yeah. now that they're teens, I can invest more in myself, you know, and I am working um, on a, on a novel, nice. so, on novels. It's like a trilogy. So I'm like halfway through book two, but anyways, cool. that's a So keeping your creative spirit alive and I mean, although agencying is also creative, but you have your own personal creative story that you'd like to tell. Right. Exactly. I won't give too much away, but it does involve the industry. So it's it's all like a lot of behind the scenes stuff that goes on. And we make it into a series. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. And just cast. (laughs) <laughs> I have this like imaginary production company that like there's so many projects I'm working on right now. <laughs> we just need to find someone to fund it all, but um yeah. Yeah, that's the next working step. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much, Tanya. I think that was I know it's so helpful and everything you said is going to be so important for people to hear uh, on, yeah, um, that was you know, amazing. what are, are, what the actor's side of the story of uh, the street, how to take care of it and build those relationships to make the most of your career. So for today's takeaways, one, remain open-minded Two, don't let your insecurities get in the way. Three, give your agent the tools they need to promote you. And four, it's important to build your relationship with your agent based on open communication, trust, and respect. Thanks, everybody. Have a great week. Bye. Bye. If you're enjoying this podcast, we would really appreciate it if you could take a moment to support us. Leave us a review on your favorite podcast app. You can share this podcast with your friends and colleagues and follow us on social media at Book the Room Podcast. We put out episodes weekly, so subscribe to the shows to get notified.